This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, click on the podcast page to hear past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions that you may have uh, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual appointment uh, if need be. You know, here we are, we're at the end of December, rapidly approaching the new year. We have a couple holidays in there. Um, but, you know, it's a great time to take stock and, and think about some of the, the financial um, items, uh, maybe on your checklist that you might need to check off before the calendar clicks from 2021 to 2022. Uh, make sure they're done, connect with your financial advisor and, and set yourself up for success in the new year. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. What are some of the key areas I think that you should be uh, thinking about and making sure you've taken care of before we move on into 2021? But before we do that, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? I am great. How are you doing? Uh, I am good. You know, we're a week away from Christmas and the parties have started and the snow has fallen and it's cold and, you know, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, But I'm good. Good. Yourself? Yeah, I've been great. In fact, I've had a good week and I'm excited about the holidays. So should be a good one, although it does get busy this time of year. And I know you're really busy this time of year. So, uh, and you got to get everything done because, uh, you know, I take that week off between Christmas and new year. So, uh, we're scrambling, but good. Uh, I feel good about things. It'll be great to get the whole fam back together. The kids home from college, et cetera. So, so I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to our, our discussion, you know, kind of, uh, making some year end financial, planning decisions and what you need to look at and be thinking about for the next year, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a number of things that we want to make sure that that we take care of and that we're aware of. And even if it doesn't happen until January or what have you, at least start making the the you know steps to make sure you're you're heading in the right direction. So, you know, one of the first things, Tony, that uh, you know, needs to be talked about before the calendar turns, right? But make sure we take care of by December 31st our required minimum distributions. And so anyone out there who's retired and has a retirement account, whether it's an IRA or a 401k or a 457, any of those types of accounts have to, you know, have to have a, a RMD um, taken on them by the end of the calendar year if you're 72 years old or older. 
And the reason we have to do that is because, you know, those are those accounts, the benefit of putting money into them over the years where you you were uh, able to get a tax break, right? You put the money in tax-free and it grew tax-free. Well, you get to a point where Uncle Sam is like, you know what? We want our money and we want our tax revenue. So we're going to force you to start taking a distribution. And again, those are called required minimum distributions or RMDs. And you have to start taking them in the year that you turn 72. Now, if it's your first RMD, um, you kind of get a break. They actually, the, the, the IRS and the government uh, allow you to wait almost till April, um, the beginning of April of the following year to take your distribution. Um, but for everyone else, you have to make sure you take your RMD distribution by the end of the calendar year that we're in. And if you don't, uh, it is the largest penalty that is in the tax code. The, f- the federal government will keep half of your RMD, not tax half of it, just withhold it. So it's very important to make sure that you have taken your RMD, especially coming off of um, last year, right? In 2022, uh, part of the COVID uh, legislations that passed, uh, one of them waived your requirement to take your RMD. So last year, you may not have taken it, and then that kind of led you to 2021, and you may not have taken it this year because the paperwork wasn't filed or what have you. Now is the perfect time to to revisit that, either talk to your advisor or check online and, and see if you've taken that distribution because the cost of not taking that uh, can be significant. Well, yeah, it's going to end up costing you. you. You know, doing these things, it may seem like a pain to sit down and really think through these, but if you're working with a financial services professional like yourself, uh, it really is going to save you a lot of headache down the road and a lot of money uh, in some cases. So uh, that's huge. And uh, our, I always thought RMD stood for really massive donut. But apparently, <laughs> it's required yeah. minimum distributions. So yeah, try selling that to the IRS, Tony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's what's next on the list of uh, year end and uh, beginning of the year planning that we need to know about? Yeah. So so another perfect uh, item to talk about, and, and we can tie it into RMDs actually, is is charitable giving, right? So so we're heading it at, to the end of the year, right? The tax year is based on the calendar year. Granted, you don't need to file your taxes until mid-April, but the truth of the matter is if you're going to, let's say, uh, on the charitable giving front, if you're going to give money to a charity and you want to make sure you get credit for it on your tax return, you've got to do that by December 31st. Um, and so either you're just, you do that out of your pocket, you know, out of your savings account, what have you, or when we talk about RMDs, you actually have the ability to take your RMD and turn it into a hundred percent charitable contribution up to a hundred thousand dollars. So a lot of people will say to me, well, Peter, you know, I have this RMD and I don't really need the money to live off of, but I don't want to keep, you know, I have to take it because I'm going to get penalized at 50%. What can I do with it? Well, one of the options is you could donate it to one of your char- you know, favorite charities and have it 100% tax-free. And it's a great way to help your tax uh, bill at the end of the year, but it's also a great way to help some of your favorite charities. Wow. Well, that sounds like a really good one because uh, it, you're doing a good thing. You're helping others. And it, it's a good thing to do from a tax standpoint. So that's very helpful. Now, what's number three on the list? Yeah, so another one is is talking about Roth conversion. So a Roth conversion is where you take money that's in, let's say, a 401k or an IRA, and you convert it over to a Roth account, okay? Now, you probably put money into IRAs and and, 
uh, 401ks and those types of accounts over the years to get the tax break, right? The tax break I talked about back in the RMD section of our conversation. But now you want to take that money and put it someplace where it can continue to grow tax-free. And when you take that money out down the road, it will also be tax-free, right? And that's in the Roth. And the tax code allows you to actually convert money from IRA money to Roth money and get the benefit of the Roth for the rest of your life. But what's important also is for the rest of your heir's life. So if there's a situation in which when you, well, (laughs) you always have this situation, when you pass away, folks inherit that money. When they inherit the Roth, they're going to inherit uh, the money tax-free, which is a huge benefit to you. So Roth conversions have to be done by the end of the year for for the purpose of of, uh, filing your taxes. Keep in mind when you do convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, there will be a tax consequence. But it also makes sense to think about doing that now because tax rates are at historic lows. Uh, We won't get deep into political conversation here, but it's very likely moving forward over the next couple years or even the next couple decades when you look at national debt and deficits, tax rates are probably going up from here. So if you have an opportunity to convert uh, pre-tax money to after-tax money, uh, why not think about doing it when tax rates are historically low um, rates and and see you know if you can get some money over to these Roths where it's going to be beneficial both for you and for your heirs down the line. Yeah, see that's huge, and, and I think that's really important. Now, um, obviously, again, it's a uh, tax-related issue, and uh, we hear a lot about Roth IRAs. You've talked about them on the show before, uh, but converting to a Roth when the taxes are low, uh, so the money will grow. And the interest and the principal will all come out then when you t- need it in retirement tax-free. That sounds great to me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the beauty of a Roth. And a lot of people when they're, let's say, let's say younger or or in a different stage of employment, Tony, they didn't contribute to a Roth, right? Because there's no upfront tax benefit. So you put them, a lot of people put a lot of their money into pre-tax accounts because it helps their taxes when they're earning a lot more money. But if all of a sudden you're in a situation where you can do some of these conversions and you're at a lower tax rate in a time where tax rate are their lowest, um, it makes it, it may make a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. So um, now what's next on the list? Well, so I mentioned beneficiaries, right? When we were talking about the Roths and the fact that your beneficiaries will benefit from it being in a Roth as well. But overall, you know, we're coming in the holiday seasons. It's very uh, likely you're going to be getting together with family. It is a great time to review beneficiaries on, you know, your various accounts. Have things changed? Do they need to sign paperwork? Uh, Are there updates that need to be taken care of? You have everyone very likely sitting around the table or sitting around the the living room watching TV or, or just spending time together, it's a great time to not only talk about beneficiaries and update that information, but just also kind of talk about some of those estate planning things. And I realize that's a, it's a bit of a heavy top, uh, topic of conversation maybe for Christmas time, but it is also a time, as I've mentioned, where everyone is very likely together in the same room for maybe a couple days or even just a couple hours. It may not hurt to review some of these things. Who are the beneficiaries? Where are the important financial documents for my estate? So that everyone's on the same page and no one feels like they've been left out. Well, yeah, I, I don't want to be left out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no one likes to feel left out, uh, no. but, uh, but you're right. I mean, obviously you hear horror stories about beneficiaries not being updated and then, 
you know, let like let's say somebody is married, uh, gets married young, makes a mistake, crazy, you know, weekend in Vegas type scenario, and yep. uh, their mar- the marriage only lasts a, a year or two, uh, and then um, they get divorced, uh, and then when they do remarry and have kids, uh, they live with that person for you know. Uh, they're married for years and years, happily married, great family, have kids, and they pass away, but they never change the beneficiary designation on their retirement accounts. Exactly. And guess what? Doesn't matter what the will says, right? The beneficiary designation takes precedence, doesn't it? <laughs> Especially on, yeah, if you have a, a on your retirement accounts, um, on IRAs, uh, or if you have a, a joint account with a transfer on death, yeah, it, it takes precedent, and to get that overturned, you're going to pay a lot of money in lawyer fees. So, and it might not, you might be, not be able to get it overturned. Correct, yeah. exactly. There was a case and that so, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and yep. they said, nope, a beneficiary designation is legally binding and takes precedent over what was said in the will. Exactly. So, so it's going to be a lot easier to have those conversations over the Christmas break when you're with family than after the fact when, uh, when, when a secret or, or something that you've forgotten has shown up and, and it's not what, what the deceased individual intended. So, sure. you know, that's why I say, you know, this is a, the end of the year um, during the holiday season is not a bad time to revisit these things. Right. There you go. This is the time of year to do it. And that's why we're talking about it. What do you have for us next? What's the next item on the list we need to be looking at this time of year? Yeah. So, so we've talked about qualified money, right? So retirement money, again, money that's in IRAs, 401ks, those types of accounts. But a lot of people also have uh, what we call non-qualified money or just investment accounts. And over the year, um, accounts have gone up and gone down. And in those accounts, we have something called capital gains or very likely capital losses. Well, now is a perfect time to take a look at, okay, do I have gains or do I have losses in those accounts? And do I need to harvest them, right? Do I need to go in there um, those gains and losses aren't necessarily real on paper for you, right? You haven't realized them, but it may make sense given your tax situation to sell some of those positions and incur a capital gain because maybe you're in a favorable tax uh tax situation where you may not actually have to pay any capital gain taxes, or maybe you can harvest some of those capital losses and they'll help lower your tax burden. But the end of the year is a perfect time to go in there into those types of accounts, sit down with your advisor uh, and say, okay, we have these either gains or losses. Does it make sense to harvest them? And how do we go about doing it? Um, it, like I say, the end of the year, you have at, at this point, you have a really good sense of where your taxes should be um, going in, you know, for the year. Uh, and, and these gains or losses could be, you know, one of those things that's either, that's going to help you um, or at least put you in a favorable position moving forward. Well, yeah. And I, I think that's huge. I, I never really, that's a new term on me, tax loss, loss harvesting, tax loss harvesting. And yeah. so, um, that's interesting. I've never been in a position where I've needed to do that, but that sounds like a, a really good one to look at, uh, depending well, on your financial situation. And obviously, if our listeners want to know more about that, they can just contact you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things that we always work with clients on is making sure 
they never they never have uh, you know year over year capital gains that grow into a large number because then all of a sudden they need to cash them out and they're hit with a tax burden. So the concept of harvesting harvesting those gains or losses uh, is an important thing to do in your non qualified accounts, and it, it can have a huge effect if you're not paying attention and, and if you just let account an account sit there for years, um, th- that could be a significant tax burden to you. So again, the end of the year is a perfect time to to have that conversation and make sure um, that you're on top of whatever's happening uh, in those non-qualified accounts in respect to capital gains or losses. Well, yeah, there you go. So uh, I I think that's huge. Now, uh, what's next on the list? What do you have for us? Yeah, Tony. So the last thing that I, that I think is important to do at the end of the year is just review your overall retirement plan, right? So in the last three or four weeks, I have been having meeting after meeting with my clients just to, even if it's not the annual review time, it's just to sit down and say, okay, here's where we are at the end of the year. Here's what's coming up for 2022. Um, here's what we have to do in in the first quarter, and then in the third quarter, has anything changed? It, it's a perfect time to sit down both uh, individually uh, or with your spouse and kind of go over your retirement plan as you're approaching it, or if you're in it. It's also a great time to sit down and talk with your advisor about okay here's our plan, here's where we are, and this is where we need to go over the next year. That way, everyone's prepared um, for what we have to do. And if something changes, it isn't that much of a surprise, right? If I've talked to my client and you've talked to your advisor in December and something changes in February and March, that's been only three, three months that um, since the last time you officially chatted about these things, and it's not going to be that big of a surprise, right? Because no one likes to be surprised on either side of this conversation. And we want to make sure that though these plans are fluid, um, that things are progressing in the direction we want them to. So the end of the year is a great time um, to take a look at the plan. Um, reach out to your financial advisor if you have questions or there's there's a significant change in, in when you plan on retiring or streams of income or all of a sudden you've decided you don't want to live in the snow anymore and you're going down south, any of those types of things. You know, uh, the end of the year is, is a great time to kind of to review things and, and do a checkup on your overall retirement plan. Well, that sounds great. And I think that, that wraps it all up. You need to really just that, that overall review. And there's no reason you have to do it alone. Work nope. with a trusted financial services professional. Uh, I happen to know one, Peter Laufenberg, <laughs> not to name names, Peter Laufenberg. So Peter, how can our listeners get a hold of you to set this up? Yeah. So, so if you're interested one in creating a plan, right, for retirement, let's say you don't have one, um, certainly that's something, you know, now is a perfect time of year to do it. But all the things I just mentioned, any good financial advisor at, at any sort of point, whether it's the annual review or the end of the year, is going to go down the list of these types of things, making sure everything's up to date on your RMDs. Are you doing Roth conversions? How are we doing with taxes and, and um, you, you know, your charitable giving and, and harvesting tax losses, all those types of things. A good advisor, it isn't just about making sure the money's sitting there and growing. That's important, but it's taking that holistic approach to making sure everything in your financial situation is going the way it's supposed to. So if putting together a plan and getting a holistic type of advising is something that's of interest to you, give us a call, 866-360-2724, or visit us online at the IVAG.com. And we can start that conversation um, about getting things rolling. 
All right, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Laufenberg. Great. Uh, great, Tony. Thank you. Everyone have a Merry Christmas. And Tony, you have a Merry Christmas too. Thanks, Peter. You too. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivyag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.